You got any fireworks going on back there? Not yet, but it'll happen soon. Oh, man, they're here. They're starting. Yeah. Yeah. Starting up good. Mm-hmm. We had some go off at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock today. It, it, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's daytime. What are you doing? But Nothing else to do, man. We're just rocking and rolling with the uh, with fireworks. What is it? Put it in reverse, Terry. Mango Terry? Put it in reverse, Terry! <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that from? What? Put it in reverse, Terry? I think put it in reverse, Terry. It's this guy, uh, a paraplegic, like he lights some fireworks and he can't get his robotic thing to move in fast <laughs> enough and it just explodes all over him. What the what, what you doing, Terry? Oh, that's awesome. All right, man. Well, let's 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 get into this. Let's do it, man. What's up, McConaughey's? Welcome to the Mastering McConaughey podcast, where we explore, you guessed it, the filmography and philosophy of Matthew McConaughey. I'm your guest host, Mark Usher. What's going on, guys? I am also your guest host, Johnny Phillips. What's up, Johnny? Mark, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm <laughs> doing good, man. <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little peek behind the curtain here. We're we're kind of building up a building up a law or a, I was going to say backlog. What would you say? I'm building up a a cache, right? A, yeah, we're building up a, a cache. Sure, yeah, uh, of of episodes. So right now, uh, as of today, the second Days of Confused episode just dropped, but we have already recorded, you know, four other episodes, so or three other episodes. It's basically Back to the Future is what we're doing here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Days of Confused seems so far in the past now. It does. Um, almost like um, Interstellar, if you will. Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. It'll be another 19 years before we get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, what, I mean, what are we, we reviewing today, Mark? What, what are we talking about? We are reviewing Scorpion Spring, an independent film from 1995. Hold on. Did you say Scorpion Spring? Because I swear I watched Scorpion King, okay? Yeah, the one with the rock with the, the rock. Brood. Exactly. Yeah. Where was yeah, yeah, yeah. where was Matthew McConaughey in this? Didn't catch him <laughs> once. Looking forward to seeing where this came up. Okay. Well, all jokes aside, have you did did you go watch any of Scorpion King? No. Or Mummy the Mummy's Revenge? No. <laughs> oh my God, man. Like the rock is a scorpion. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, no, I've totally seen the, that one. Yep. That was a thing. The CG on The Rock's face. I mean, it could have been Matthew McConaughey's face. It was Dude, it was a different time. Don't judge CG. them, okay? They weren't quite there yet. Okay. Right? Now we got okay. things like Avatar. We can shoot a whole movie in CGI. We don't even need people anymore. All right? That's right. We can yeah. deep fake so hard, they don't know what's coming. <laughs> well, Johnny, this movie is set on the U.S.-Mexico border. I'm hoping that your drink corresponds to to the movie somehow. So what are you drinking tonight? I believe 
This beverage has produced an emotional response. I have a pint and a pickled egg. And red wine is the worst for my sores. You think maybe you and I can brew up some juice? Oh, Mark. Yes, I knew that I really wanted to play into the Texas-Mexico theme here. Um, So, yesterday I went out and I bought a whole thing of 1,800 tequila and margarita mix. And guess what? It's all gone. Didn't make it to today, Mark. (laughs) Did did not even make it. Mm. Nope. It's gone? So, uh, I have the second best thing. I have a combination of all of the flavors of the Costco margarita um, popsicles that we had left right here. And so I have myself a little um, slushy mix here. Cool. Uh, I'm calling it a margarita in celebration of our Southern friends. Absolutely. Cool. How about you, Mark? What you drinking? Well, I'm popping a beer here, but surprise, surprise. I also have a little bit of a margarita type thing going on here. This is a lagerita. What? Lagerita. Is that like what they do when they throw a Corona in a margarita? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, so this is a this is a, a beer with lime juice, Cointreau, and tequila. I also bought tequila just for this. Well, I highly encourage you to go through uh, it all tonight. Oh, God, no. Uh, but yeah, this is in honor of one of the characters, the Frenchman, Danny. <laughs> the Frenchman. Because at one point we see him double fisting Tecate and Mezcal <laughs> riding down the road. So this is a mix of beer and tequila. Okay. Second McConaughey film where everyone's like drinking and driving. Cool thing to do. Just throw as much in the car as possible. Um, again, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Just reminds me of my father in high school. This is pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty good, by the way. <laughs> this drink? Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Lizzie said, hey, we have some beer if you want to do that. So I can go grab a beer and throw it in, in this. And my Costco, you know, slushy, if you think it would be the same thing. No, no, no. I don't think so. You stick You stick with that. I will. As much as I can. Yeah. 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 Well, Johnny, we, we try not to communicate too much about, or I guess, communicate our thoughts to each other about, about the film, mm-hmm. but, uh, oh, this was, this, this was a challenging movie for me. Okay. And okay. this was, this was a challenging watch. Tell me more. Why do you feel that way? It didn't make any damn sense. Um, it was an independent film, I think is, yes, is the only obviously. way you could, you could put it, Mark. Um, yeah. It had a very uh, almost reservoir dog feel to me. Mm. Uh, you know, just one of those where there's action, there are multiple storylines going, and at the end, only one person lives to walk away, and it's the most irrelevant person in the story. Yeah, yeah. You following me? You see where I? Totally. Yep. Totally. That's the vibe I got. You ever listen to K. Billy's Super Sounds of the Seventies? Just not near as well put together. Yeah. The movies that came to mind for me were, I guess, movies that this should have been closer to, I think. Do you remember Rat Race? Oh, yeah. Rat Race. With Seth Green and and uh, Mr. Bean, you know, Rowan Atkinson. I think Lizzie loves that movie, which I find odd. But yeah, I know the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Smash Mouth has a concert at the end, you know. <laughs> Somebody once told me. Well, I think that is based on a 1960s film. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And the same thing where, where it's this group of people and they're racing across the country to to get a cash prize. Um, and of course, there's a lot of hijinks and it's a, it's a comedy. You know, they made This a, movie was not a... Huh? I was going to say, they made a reality TV show about that, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's that show? The um, what's that the show? Amazing Race, the Amazing Race. Yeah, there you go. There's a thing. Yeah, yeah. But those were comedies, and this was not. This movie was not a comedy. I disagree. Oh, really? I completely <laughs> disagree, dude. Okay. I saw a guy get killed by getting stabbed in the dick with a screwdriver. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, you tell me this was not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, but like. Uh, the central character, I guess, is El Cijuano. He's like a drug runner. Yeah, the right? surgeon. Yes. The surgeon. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you like a drink? Why not? You know what I say. There is only birth, death, and many hangovers in between. And we've got the sheriff of Imperial County in the U.S., Chasing after him. I'm the fucking sheriff of Imperial County. This falls under my jurisdiction. You understand? Not yours and not the common Donnie. But I'm going to go after that Houdisi all son of a bitch because he is going to lead me to the surgeon. We've got Sam, a uh, Border Patrol agent, chasing after him. Hey, Raleigh. No need for the feds, Sam. This one's going back across in the bag. And then we've got El Comandante, who's like the sheriff on the, the, the Mexican side of the border. Right. Going after mm-hmm. him. This is a crime scene. Only police allowed. I am police. I'm Comandante de Federal Judicial Police in Mexicali. And I don't know. It was like this could have been full of hijinks where they're all going after him. And, it, you know, but it, yeah, I don't know. I just wish it had been a comedy. Yeah. It, it, I feel like there were a lot of holes in the, in the story. Um, mm-hmm. There were things that I, I, I don't know, man. Th- there was a lot that they could have used that they didn't. All right. And I don't want to hop around here, but I do want to mention the cocaine. Let's talk about the fucking cocaine, huh? This Coke is really great. Um, (laughs) I mean, the Coke never shows its face until, you know, probably three quarters into the movie. uh, And there's like just piles of this Coke in in condoms, right? Mm -hmm. They've got to be half a dozen of them. Yeah. Where'd they come from, Mark? Johnny, Nadia is the drug mule and she pooped him out. Why did she do that? Uh, remember when they're at the uh, orchard and they they get some food and and um, she can't eat. Yeah, she can't eat the beans. Oh, yeah. He lets her eat the tortilla, but not the beans because you can't shit out the cocaine. So I think that she just she she pooped them out early. Now, how are these condoms so clean? Okay, again. Uh, that was part of my question. I was like, man, these are really fucking clean. And then he's shoving them down her throat. Okay. I feel yeah. like that's unsanitary at this point. Yeah. Right? Can you do that? Oh, Can you just keep looping it? Is this a human centipede here? <laughs> like what's happening? Yeah. I've never muled it. I don't know. Right. Well, Johnny, I, I tried to put together like a, a highly produced uh, recap of, of this movie. Oh shit. Don't let me get I, in the I, way. Go, bro. Go. Well, no, I, I tried, but I, it's just so bonkers. I, I just, I couldn't put it together. I, I really tried. But the, the first couple of lines that I recorded, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to I save them for, for time. 
so that everybody for the rest of, of time will, will be able to hear these words. <laughs> so, Welcome to Scorpion Spring, a movie described by the one critic brave enough to watch it as a movie with, quote, all the elements for a fun, hard-boiled crime drama, except for a coherent story and a measure of good taste. Don't worry, folks, half this movie is in Spanish, and us gringos are left wondering what the heck they're talking about. Right? Isn't that a pretty good synopsis? That was amazing, and I'm glad you brought that up. I was like, am I just watching a bootleg version here? Why are there no captions for what these people are saying? Come again? You know I don't speak Spanish. In English, please. They only had closed captions for, for English. Yes. I don't yes. need that. I need fucking Spanish. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally have no idea what half of the word, what they're saying. What are these fuckers saying? Why, Mark? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, independent. Could they not afford translators? Like, is that that part of this? I don't, I don't know. know. Huh? You pooped in the refrigerator. Yeah, so I want to give, uh, oh, I'm really going to try to make this real quick. I want to give a quick synopsis. We've got Zach. Coffee? Yeah. Well, unless you got a 31 cent dinner special. He's taking a cross-country trip from New York to L.A. because he and his girlfriend broke up, and I guess that's what you do. He runs into Danny, or Dennis, the Frenchman. This time tomorrow we'll be in L.A. Eating supper, drinking wine, fucking. He's played by Alfred Molina, who I recognize as Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Ooh, I didn't catch that. Very good, yeah. You've stuck your webs in my business for the last time! Yeah. And there's there's nothing on this movie on the internet. Nothing. I did find one message board where uh, people were calling uh, Alfred Molina a thirst trap. They they were really into him. I, I I don't get it. Did you were you attracted or could you find him attractive? Who was he? Uh, objectively, the Frenchman. No, are you kidding? Yeah, no, not at all. Right? No. I don't know. I'm a teeth guy. I didn't feel like he had good teeth, so it was immediate <laughs> turnoff for yeah. me. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, El Ciruano, who's the drug mule, he's played by Isaiah Morales, who I recognize from NYPD Blue and Ozark. Uh, I recognize. They said he's in Ozark. Uh, yes, he is. I recognize him from um, some children's story reading time that I used to play all the time in my classroom. Uh, oh. He read one about a transgender chameleon. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's how I know him. Okay. It's true. And then we've got Comandante, who again, he's like the Spanish sheriff. He's played by Miguel Sandoval, who I recognize from Jurassic Park. He's also in Clear and Present Danger and like every other movie where they need a Spanish character. <laughs> <laughs> or a South, South American, mm-hmm. you know, Central American character. And then the sheriff is played by Kevin Teague. Do you recognize him from Lost? Do you remember his character from Lost? No. Okay. Who was he? Uh, I don't remember. Means that ball-headed bastard outside the door is my son. As in, I'm his father. Dad? I mean, you and I watched Lost together more than once. Yes. Yeah. I feel like one of us would recognize him. Yeah. No. And then the mechanic, Lim Wells, he was played by Richard Edson. I I just, I recognized him as the garage attendant from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, you fellas have nothing to worry about. I'm a professional. The guy who drives the car. Do you remember that? No, but I love that this guy just has his role. He's the garage guy. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like his accent? Howdy. 
Damn whales. What seems to be the problem? Uh-huh. Looks like black hole under this hood, my friend. Let me see here. Yep. No, I didn't. I found it very off-putting, actually. It was uh, god-awful. It did not fit. Why? Why was it there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was in the middle of the desert. Why would he have that accent? Yeah. Yeah, so El Ciruano is escorting Nadia, who we've already said has got a bunch of condoms full of cocaine in her. Uh, he's escorting her across the border. They run into Zach and, and Dennis, who are driving towards Los Angeles. And uh, and then what, Mark? And I mean, then what happens? There's not much of a plot after <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, in the end, everybody dies, as you said, except for Sam, the Border Patrol agent, and, and Nadia. Uh, yeah. That's, oh, and I guess Dennis. Dennis survives as well, but he's caught by Border Patrol. Yeah. I felt like that was the weirdest ending scene they could have come up with, um, with him being like, oh, shit, they got me. Like, why? Yeah. 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 So I've, I've, oh, we know his visa is expired. We know that early on in the movie. But, yeah, I've got a note here. Dennis is caught by Border Patrol. Do we care? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like he cared very much, to be honest with you. He was like, ah, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, he was an asshole. So we want to see him like punished, but I don't know. It didn't really. He was an asshole. Seem like like his character was a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, right. yeah. The first time we see him, he's in a diner with his girlfriend, and she's saying, "I'm fine that you're married, but now you're telling me that your wife is pregnant. You know that that changes everything." He's like, "What? Why would that change it? <laughs> what does that have to do with you, woman?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she abandons him. He he doesn't mind paying for sex. He tells Zach, like, It is a woman who has told you this. Yeah, am, I right? am I right? I thought so. My friend, you must never listen to women. They fall in love with you, not because of what you are, but because of what they want to turn you into. Right, yeah, so he, I mean, he's an asshole. So when I think of this character, the Frenchman, mm -hmm. I don't think it would be wrong to assume that Elon Musk would be similar. I feel like if I was in a room uh, with Elon Musk, I would hear him say some of these things. Yeah, and there's a, a yeah, and it, it, they kind of look the same. They do, A little yes. bit. Like the oval, or, or like weird, yeah, oval head. Just weird head, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Huh, mm -hmm. totally. I'm just saying, they're awful people in skin suits. That's what they are. <laughs> Sometime between his first marriage and second, Musk became disenchanted with women his own age, setting his sights on mostly younger women. Um, I'm excited to talk about a couple things about this movie. Um, the choice of weapons, I feel like, was very interesting. Um, okay. I, I don't know why. You know, there are a couple of handguns used. You know, one had a, an ivory grip. Or, yeah. or is that a mother of pearl, something like that? Pearl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. It was it was very, you know, out of place. I want one. Well, lucky for you, you live in the South, and I think yeah. you can get one. <laughs> um, I, I do believe, I should have paid closer attention to who it was, uh, someone who died in a gunfight, I think was using that tiny-ass little gun. And as his body rolls over, 
we see that he has two full-size revolvers in his like jacket. And I'm like, oh, really? why the fuck didn't you use those? <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of holes and just like mistakes in this film. I sent you a text yeah. message of um, somebody who mm-hmm. knows who. <laughs> you can see him through a window in the middle of yeah. the desert. It's supposed to be deserted, but nope. There's this guy hanging out in his little cowboy hat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> part of the production crew just taking a leak. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're shooting in the house. They won't see me. The house has yeah. windows. Right. Yeah, um, a lot of holes. Yeah. Girl runs off. She survives. She's running through the desert, chocked full of cocaine. Where is she mm-hmm. going to go? All right, let's hope none of these things bust their second time around. All right, you're not supposed to right. use condoms twice, but she's cycling through her, cycling through, like, freaking her stomach acid, right? Yeah, like, right. I, right. I know that this is a thing. We do this. I don't do this. Someone does this, but... I feel like one time is risky. Two times is just dumb. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so the little bit of Spanish that I know and was able to kind of pick up on, it seemed that the Border Patrol agent and and Nadia at the drug mule, you know, at the very end were talking, and and he's like, go. You know, she, she's saying, oh, I've, I'm doing this for my family. And he's like, go. You know, just just get out of here. And then... In the next scene, one of the cops asks, hey, wasn't there a woman in part of this? And the Border Patrol agent just deflects. And, you know, so it seems like he's letting her go. Interesting. Interesting. Again, no captions. Uh, maybe that's part of the whole thing, right? Is we as the audience are left to come up with half of the story on our own. Um, maybe. Unless we're bilingual. I, I thought, again, I know less Spanish than you. Uh, I thought he said that your family's dead, so just get out of here. There's there's nothing here for you anyway. Oh, okay. Well, no. either way, he's he's letting her go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't take her into custody after all this. I mean. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, oh, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You know who we, who we haven't spoken about? Who we haven't talked about once? El Rojo. El Rojo. No. El Rojo. Yeah. El Rojo. The Red. Please welcome Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Also, the color of blood. I I, I looked it up. Um, uh, yeah. The color of blood. So that that sounds better than the red. Uh, <laughs> it's the red, though, isn't it? Like it's the red. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, El Rojo. Uh, the color of blood is Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah. We see very little of him uh, just at the very end. Did you time how long he was on screen, Mark? Uh, it's like seven or nine minutes. I was going to say, there's no way it's over 10 solid minutes. Yeah. So he was the kingpin of all this. Like of all these yeah. things going on, we show up to this deserted cabin in the desert and he's like, oh, I'm in charge. I'm you know, playing this chess game with all of you and you're not all supposed to be here in this one room. No, why don't you shut the fuck up and don't bullshit me, huh? I'm here for one reason. And I'm like, right. Why? What is happening? Yeah, he's the mastermind. He's paying El Ciruano to mm-hmm. transport the drugs. He's paying El Camadante to look the other way in Mexico. Yeah. And this is where we learn that El, C- El Ciruano, the drug me or the... The 
the guy the guy who transports the drug mules, he killed El Comandante's mother. Why? Yes. Why? Why did that happen? <laughs> the only the only thing in English he says um, because El uh, El Ciruano, like challenged my arrest. He did say that, which makes no sense. You know, at all. Uh, there was so much lost in Spanish there that I just, yeah. But El Comandante wanted Nadia, the drug mule. It, she was very important to him for some reason. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I was hoping that you knew. <laughs> no. Yeah, I want to know, is she a whore? Is she still a whore? Or is she not? The biggest whore in Mexicali, according <laughs> to, to Denny. But yeah, I think that I, I wrote down the line that the Comandante says is, I only told... El Ciaruano, that Nadia was a whore because he challenged my arrest. I don't... What? And Nadia is really important to El Comandante. It just, none of it makes any fucking sense. I, I think that maybe we should um, invite a Spanish-speaking friend over and, and try this again. Yeah. Yeah, do a part two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> because, I mean, literally half the movie was in Spanish. Certainly half of the latter half of the movie where <laughs> things were getting tied up, you right. know, uh, like, well, this is not helping. Yeah. So you were trying to bring us to, to McConaughey. I, I want to bring in a little bit of insight from green lights. So he was paid 150 grand for boys on the side as Abe Lincoln. Okay. And, he thought, all right, here I am. I'm, I, you know, I need to like learn how to do this acting thing. Cause we know, you know, he, his acting method from Dazed and Confused was, I need to know my man. Yep. And then I'm just going to create this character. Right. Yeah. So he starts taking acting classes and it like messes up his process. Really? He can't get jobs. He doesn't work for six months. No shit. He, he, yeah. He said he got auditions and callbacks, but. Could never get a gig, and he, he was like jammed up in his in his brain. Uh, so he got a blind offer for a to be in one scene uh, in this independent film for Scorpion Spring. Uh, no audition. They were shooting in two weeks. So he thought, I'm going to go back to my old method. I'm going to I'm going to jettison all these acting classes. You know the lessons I've learned there. I just need to know who is my character. And the line that he picked up was. American drug runner in South Texas who meets up with Mexican Mexican coyotes smuggling his dope back into the states, and then he doesn't he doesn't pay for the drugs and instead kills everybody and takes the cocaine for free. So that's what he's got in his mind. That's his man, and he's he doesn't look at the script otherwise. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm I don't know. I don't like him as an antagonist. I'm not gonna say he can't do it. He's got range. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. I tried to pay attention. I don't feel like he did, did a poor job on this role. Um, I mean, the movie sucked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, for there me. There were a couple moments. Go ahead. The, I mean, the highlight of the movie was the guy getting you know, stabbed in the dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a few moments for me where you could tell he was acting. You know, it was just... I'm sure it was, well, one, we know he didn't look at the script. Two, <laughs> just poor directing. And three, probably, you know, they only had time to do a couple of takes. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see him as a bad guy. Again, because we just saw him in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, yeah. 
so we see him as a bad guy in two roles in a row. Um, yeah, but it was it was strange, strange to see him. It was. Um, it, I I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying this because we're seeing him ramp up to who he becomes. Right. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he's not the Matthew McConaughey that we see now in films. Right. Like, not right. at all. No. Um, and again, to your point, independent film, just really shoddily done. Um, yeah, I'm still co- so confused about what was happening. Like, I'm trying to replay it in my head, and I'm like, am I playing these things out of order because they don't make sense, or were they just in order and still don't make sense? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I watched the movie, and then I watched it again, like skipping around, uh, yeah, hoping to find some coherence, but, and I, I feel like our conversation right now is jumping around because I, I mean, what, that's what the movie was. It really is. Yeah. This is a great reflection of what the movie was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I tried to find like a plot synopsis of the movie. It's not there. I can't find it anywhere. I can't find a budget. I can't find anything. I did find out the car that they drive. The convertible is a 1969 Oldsmobile 98. So, <laughs> okay, I was going to ask. I was like, I know Mark knows what this car is. What is this car? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the only detail I could find. With a really shitty suspension, I felt like. Uh, yes. Like it would hit a yeah. bump and the thing would bottom out. Like that thing was kind of a goner. It's no wonder he didn't want to take it up that hill. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not driving up that thing. No way. Right. <laughs> right. No way. Okay. Yeah. Also, also, as you know, just jumping around, talking about shit about this movie, that was really derogatory towards Mexicans, Hispanic people as a whole, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think they were trying to make a statement, right? You tell me. The only statement I heard was wetback, and I heard it a lot. Yeah, they said wets. Wets. Yep, there was, yep, wets. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was only the, the full word or phrase, whatever, was only said a couple of times. But yeah. The sheriff of Imperial County, he was a real racist asshole. Yeah. And the Border Patrol agent is of, I mean, I think he he said he was born in America, but he's like, his family was from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the, the sheriff says one time very plainly, like, your Mexican blood is interfering with your, your judgment here. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when they, yeah. we get into the fight and the deputy pulls the gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even McConaughey's character, El Rojo. <laughs> I want that to be my gang name, El Rojo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he asks, he asks uh, Zach, who again, is he's kind of portrayed as a soft boy. Uh, he says, well, he hears, he hears Dennis's accent, says, where are you from? He goes, oh, from France, you know. And then he looks at Zach and says, where are you from? He goes, I'm American. And he comes over and like puts a gun to his head and, or, you know, it's like, no, where are you from? He goes, I'm American. And (laughs) uh, criticizes him for not saying North American. Okay. I was trying to figure out where this scene was going, right? I'm American. I mean, you're from New York. Say I'm from New York. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm looking for here. Um, Especially on the second, the second ask, American obviously was not the right answer. So say, yeah, I mean, literally anything other than American 
was right. was up for grabs at that point. Yeah. Uh, but then whoever this sidekick was, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shoots him in the leg. Yeah. Okay. It was a pretty yeah. big hole where I believe <laughs> there's an artery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <So. laughs> he should have bled out in like seven seconds. That should have yeah. been the end of him. And and McConaughey uses a, a word that is not a word, I don't think. He says, that was very ethnocentristical of you to say American. <laughs> that was real ethnocentristical of you. You should have said North American. Ethnocentristical. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was afraid that I'm just, I, don't, I don't know what this word is. I'm not going to bring this up. <laughs> but. I mean, ethnocentric, I think, is a real word. Ethnocentricity is a word. Uh, but yeah, ethro, ethnocentrical, centristical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a um, a friend back in early high school, uh, Jorge. Oh, I was he like, was from Mexico. you're talking about Jorge. What what on earth are you going to bring Jorge into this about? Yeah, no, I remember one time he he brought this up. He was like, I, you know, what what would you say you are? You know, I said, oh, American. He goes, well, I'm American too because I'm. From Mexico, which is in North America. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think that that's their, the way that they see it in, in Mexico. But is that enough to shoot someone over? No. Like, is, <laughs> is this a good reason? Like, you know what? We asked you twice, bitch. And then I asked you twice. And Arturo here, he hates that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird, I mean, El Rojo was a little, um, a little off the rails, but I think if at first it felt like it was to show, hey, I'm crazy. I'll do anything. Y'all better do what I say. And then, yeah, this happens. It's like, oh no, he's just reckless. How is he running a, <laughs> oh, a drug operation? You know, fucking weird, man. I'm still trying. I, I still have not fully wrapped my head around what happened. I. I desperately want to know. I still haven't done it. Like I'm sitting here, like I should know by now. You know, we're sitting here, say, we're talking about it out loud. Um, but no, uh, uh-uh. all I know is everyone died, either yeah. by a screwdriver to the dick, uh, some had gunshot wounds. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other weird ways people died? Well, McConaughey died by having blood splatter go on his forehead. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> I did notice that. I was like. Are they saying he got shot? <laughs> I think they meant for him to get shot in the head, but it's just a little bit of blood splatter that yep. hits his yeah, forehead. Yeah, no. That's why <laughs> I took away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do, do you remember the, the waterboarding scene? What's that? The waterboarding scene? Yes. Now I know, you know, I, I have a new trick. I can play with club soda, right? Club soda? <laughs> <laughs> it's like like drowning in fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, is that supposed to enhance like the effectiveness of the waterboarding? To okay. have- so it looked to me like we're stuffing the mouth, right? Yeah. With like a rag. And then we're pouring this down their nostril. Nostril. Okay. That's what he was doing. He was pouring it down the nostril. Okay. So not quite waterboarding. No, it was different. Yeah. Interesting. Strange. But man, was it supposed to be just like scary as hell? I felt like, like, I feel like they were really trying to make that an edgy thing. Yeah. And it might have been if it wasn't just like a boom, here we are. El Comandante is just all of a sudden here. 
and then throws them on the table in the in the industrial kitchen and pours it down <laughs> his nose. And you're like, where did this come from? And then the, the scene is over just as soon as it started. <laughs> I went shopping for you. <laughs> he pulls out three bottles of club soda. Is that what he said? <laughs> yes. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> I mean, it should have been a comedy, right? It should have been. Um, like from dusk till dawn, right? Yeah. From dusk till dawn. For sure. Was a horror movie, but it was funny, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you had Selma Hayek in there, right? Hell yeah. Much like you had our leading lady who was naked in the hotel room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is... For no for no reason. Well, but yeah. you know, whoring and whatnot. I guess. Um, yeah. But also, her, at that time, we believed her brother, who was her brother... Is, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there peeping through the window with the Frenchman. No? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he catches the he catches Dennis peeping and looks in there himself. Yeah. I will say we never see the actress's face and body together. So she may have had a body double. Oh. I don't know if you, know if you took notice Did of not. that. Did not. Nope. Probably didn't because of the independent nature of the film. But I mean... <laughs> They didn't have a budget big enough to notate. Like, it wasn't big enough for anyone to take note of at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think the nudity wasn't necessary. I, I, I get, I mean, you can you can show Dennis peeping in. You can show, you know, from just below the belly button up to under boob. And, I mean, it would be just as effective. No, we got know, everything. We just need to. S- everything. Yeah, we need to see him peeping. Um, yeah, so I wonder if that's just, again, like we talked about with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just like maybe if we get some boobs in there, maybe people will watch. (laughs) That didn't work out for him though. No, 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 it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis, um, Dennis is peeping and El Ciruano. Yeah. Again, he peeps in too. (laughs) He's like, Hey, if you want her, you know, she's a whore. Um, and then Dennis claims the next morning, uh, claims to Zach that, or tells Zach that he, paid $200 to sleep with her and that El Ciruano said that she's the biggest whore in Mexicali. That girl that you're so worried about? <laughs> she's the biggest whore in Mexicali. But then in the next scene, she is able to communicate, even though she only speaks Spanish, she's able to communicate to Zach that one, nothing happened between her mm-hmm. and Dennis and two, that El Ciruano is not her brother. Right. But then in the final scene, El Ciruano says again that they are siblings. Whoa, what? You hear, Where was that in the final scene? I missed that. It's right before El Ciruano gets shot. He's he's talking to El Rojo, and he's like, no, no, hermano, hermana. He says that, a, a, and, and she's saying, no, 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 El Hermano. Uh, like, I, I didn't, again, I don't know exactly what they said, <laughs> but they were throwing around brother and sister. Right. So we never know, did Dennis sleep with Nadia and are El Ciruano and Nadia siblings? I, no, we, d- we definitely don't know. Um, and, you know, Dennis and Nadia, as told by Dennis, I mean, mm-hmm. they were at it for what could have been six or eight hours. You know, we don't see Dennis again until daybreak the next day. Morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's just just bitching and complaining about the whole $200 he had to spend on it and how they ripped yeah. him off. 
And I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, your cost per hour there is pretty good. I feel like it was a good return <laughs> on investment. I don't know. Well, he probably lasted 15 seconds and then went to sleep for eight hours. So, I've never, never paid for a prostitute. I don't know. I would feel very strange falling asleep next to one. Is that a typical thing to do, Mark? Not saying that you would know. Yeah, no, in my vast experience, yeah, that is typically what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they rob you. Eight dollars? Eight dollars? What are you doing? You're robbing me? I wasted my whole morning on you for eight dollars? Yeah, right. <laughs> I did work with a woman who, she said in college, her friend uh, was a sex worker. And she tried to get this this woman that I knew to, like, join her, uh, join the profession. Because she said, yeah, most of the time, they're just older men and they just want to talk. <laughs> and complain about their wives and, you know, half of them don't even ask for sex. <laughs> so it's like, if you just want to get paid $200 an hour to, to talk to some old man, like you should join me. <laughs> so. Okay. Sign my ass up. I'll do that. Yeah. Right. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I think they have things like that in like Japan, like cuddling, you can pay to cuddle with somebody and um, you just pay to talk to somebody. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, people just want intimacy. I mean, I don't have a lot of friends right now just because of, you know, where I am in life, but I'm not paying anyone 200 bucks an hour to listen to me. We have, we have those. They're called therapists. Okay. We don't call them prostitutes. Yeah. We call them therapists. Right. Have I not sent you a bill from last month? Fuck you. An invoice? Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> You are the liberation. Own it. Who's got the cock? You do. They don't. Uh, yeah, where do we go from here, John? Um, well, we never see him shirtless, right? McConaughey, no shirtless. No, we don't. No. He was very sweaty. Well, it's the border. Did you notice yeah. that they said about the border, you can't build a wall at the border? No, I didn't guess oh, yeah. that. No, it was in there somewhere. And, you know. And immediately I got like triggered and the alarm bells went off and I was like, border wall. They're talking about the border wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have one of those. Now. <laughs> We've built this wall. We have miles and, and miles of wall. It's a uh, triple reinforced, steel reinforced. And I don't really know how to, how to say that uh, what it does is it protects. Um, it's Mexican proof. <laughs> oh, can't say. It, well, gosh darn it, it is Mexican proof. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Oh, it's in there. Um, let's see. Critical reception and awards. No. Can't find a damn thing about it. <laughs> yeah, again, there was only one critic review on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, yeah, it was, not a, it was not a good review. So, well, Okay, let me throw this at you, Mark. What if, um, you know, we got nothing but time to dick around here. Uh, why don't we reshoot this film? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Pick up some friends, get some Modellos. We're going to go down to the border, find a yeah. dry lake, call it um, Scorpion Spring for whatever fucking reason. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, we can't do a worse job is what I'm saying. The bar is so low here. We have to do better. Absolutely. I, I, we could almost... Okay. I was going to say, I bet we could find a Matthew McConaughey lookalike 
to play El Rojo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just imagine. And I think we could turn this into a comedy pretty easily. Change just a few of a few lines. Do it and correctly. Just, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just have a director that says, hey, this is a comedy. Treat it as such. <laughs> you think that we could recruit um, Selma Hayek? Oof. To be Nadia? She would, she would probably charge too much. <clears throat> no, no, no. We had no budget. She can't. It's like it's not even an option. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> can't squeeze blood out of a turnip here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have to have a very small role. Maybe she could be the lady at the soup kitchen. Like the cook at the soup kitchen. What a waste of a talent. <laughs> we need you to be... Well, we'd have her cleavage. Uh-uh. I don't know, man. Is anyone going to buy her as the woman working the mission? Okay. I don't know. What other role would she play? I, she could be... She could be the Border Patrol agent. That would work. I could see that working. Mm-hmm. His name was Sam. We could keep the same name. She'd be Samantha or, you know. Who Mark... Mark, I see this working. Okay. We're going to make a couple calls. All right. I, I bet we can find some filming equipment. Super cheap. All right. I bet everyone thought who they were going to be influencers. They went and bought nice cameras. Hit Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. We can get some cheap ass shit. <laughs> okay. We're going to the desert. That's right. We don't even have to go to the desert. What was that lake that we went to as kids? We drove out to go fishing and we got there and there was yes. no lake. Where the fuck was that? Oh, man. That was Northwest Georgia. Yeah. I yeah. just remember we showed up and there was nothing. It was like spring. It was like one week before the park opened, the state park or national park. And yeah, the fucking lake was drained. Were they going to fill it back up? They were going to fill it back up a week after. Bullshit. A week later. Yeah. Man. Shitty. Yeah. Shitty ass timing. You know, we could probably go to Austin. And shoot it out on the, the the outskirts of Austin. Or my wife has an aunt who lives in Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is in the middle of the fucking desert. So we could just like do it in her backyard. I like that. We're working on a budget here. Backyard shooting. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> desert people are weird, man. Have you been in the desert? <laughs> desert people. No. Um, but uh, But yeah, desert people. They, they got some quirks about them, huh? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you see in any movie, they're like, they're a little weird. And I mean, it's, it's, it's from my limited experience, it's very true. They're, they're kind of like perpetual hippies and just take a deep breath. Uh, time doesn't matter so much, you know, it's, uh, it, people, they're just more laid back. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good life, I think. National Lampoons. Wasn't Uncle Eddie a desert people? Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he had like an acre for the worm farm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was Vegas vacation, I think. Can you believe it? They used to test H-bombs on this beautiful piece of property. The best of, of the series, for sure. I, I think they came out with a new one. After that? After yeah, Vegas vacation? Yeah, no, it's relatively recent. Oh, yeah, with uh, Ed um, Ed Helms. I'm not going to act like I know. I didn't see it. I just know it's there. Okay. Yeah, I know they they did one with Ed Helms as the father, and I think he was. I think he was Rusty. Uh, Russ. Russ, 
My hair did. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the next generation, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Much like... Yeah, we don't need to look up the reviews for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we know. I think we know. Well, Mark, I mean, do you have a, a McConaughey for us? <laughs> I, I just want to meet new people and do cool things. I thought, man, that is about the best reason to go and do something there is in life, isn't it? Johnny, my McConaughey is McConaughey himself. His his character, like his place in this movie, didn't make a lot of sense. But the I, I purchased the movie. It was a, it was a great investment. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you could rent it for three bucks on YouTube, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but before I purchased it a few days ago, uh, all I all I could see on YouTube was like this seven, ten minutes, whatever, of McConaughey's performance. Um, so I guess I'm clouded a little bit by that, you know, having only seen that. But I think having watched the whole film, it does stand out as a totally different, different like you know what i mean like mcconaughey comes on screen and all of a sudden just the whole vibe is different it is it is different i do think that he brings um, a different flavor to the movie it does kind of pick up and and i do appreciate his acting it's not his best work you know obviously um yeah i'm sorry i'm having trouble concentrating over the bombs blaring red glare out here you know whatever the bombs bursting in air do Um, (laughs) it's nuts out here Uh, but yeah no i completely agree yeah he he does he he's got this acting energy yeah his character has an energy that we don't see from anybody else out there throughout the entire film and yeah um he has some good lines it's like let's talk about the fucking cocaine (laughs) (laughs) And says, oh, you're the mother of my babies. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you the mother of my babies? Are you going to shit them out for me? Or am I going to have to perform a cesarean? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird, man. He really wanted those drugs. <laughs> yeah, so my, my McConaughey is just his, his effort, his character. Do you have a McConaughey? Um, I really feel like I should have some sort of life lesson about carrying condoms full of cocaine inside your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like it's much more standard to just put them up your asshole. I don't know mm. if that's uh, a life lesson or some further research that I should be doing, but stuffing those down your mouth doesn't seem like the right way to be doing it. Yeah. Sorry. That's So some life advice. Yeah. Some life advice. If you are to carry cocaine, if you are to mule, do your research. Double bag the condom, at least. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we just talked about in uh, the Boys on the Side episode, we talked about the, the brotherhood of the traveling condom <laughs> and, and how, <laughs> how one might reuse a condom. And I think we determined that, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a great idea to try to sanitize a, a condom. And, and as you said, like putting it through your stomach acid, like, oh, God, I mean, that'll kill you. That thing pops. I, I, I know. None of this makes sense, man. How's that thing fit through that sphincter there, Mark? 
What are they thinking? Those bags are not clearing the stomach. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. We did see him stuff them down her throat, right? Like, we saw that. Yeah, he, like, forced her, and she was, like, you could hear her yeah. in the background, like, struggling to, to swallow. Yeah. Remember Jackass? The Jackass movie? I think the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> steve the car. Was it steve or? No, no, no. The it, other guy. It was, yeah, um, <laughs> wasn't it the party guy? Brian? Was it not him? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, no. <laughs> yeah. But he puts a matchbox car in a, in a condom and. Yeah. Well, he makes it three steps and he shits it out. Did exactly what you suggested. Go in from the back. <laughs> you know, you had joked about um, getting a drug smuggler on the show so we could ask them questions. I feel like that might have been the right thing to do just so that we have some more technical answers as far as where to put the cocaine. I'm still working to get an interview. I have a specific drug smuggler who's in federal prison. <laughs> who I'm I'm going to try to get an interview with, if not with them, then with an, an assistant district attorney or, or maybe uh, a DEA agent or something to learn how, um, how, how you know, the drug smuggling operations work nowadays. Oh, I cannot wait for this shit. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what they should have done before, Mark. All right. They did, like you said, McConaughey did not really research his character the way he should have. And if he had, he would have known where the cocaine goes. Yeah. That would have been part of his knowledge, part of his man. Yes. All right. Cocaine in the asshole. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Pearl handle pistol to their head. Greasy slick back hair. You look like you have slick back hair now. You think this is slick back? This is pushed back. Yeah, how, how are we going to review this movie and this performance? That's a good question. Um, we, we've got Mexicali prostitutes or sex workers. <laughs> we've got <laughs> bottles of mezcal. We've got the quarters that Zach used to call his girlfriend, who he was apologizing to, but we, we learned that she cheated on him. We also see him getting these quarters out of his um, glove box. I feel like that's yeah. the weirdest place to keep change ever. I do think it was a, f- a bench seat in the front, so there's no middle console to put put your change in. Mm. Mm. That's where I keep my change. That's the only place to keep it, because only, only a psychopath would keep something in the glove box that they actually needed. When was the last time you opened <laughs> your glove box? I open it several times a week to get my P.O. box key. Well, Mark... You're psycho. Wow. Psycho. This is, wow. This is an awful way to find out. <laughs> but I'm a psychopath. Just saying. You fit the bill. How much do you charge per hour for therapy? Me? Yeah. Oh, Mark, you can't afford me. I tell people my hourly oh, okay. rate for anything is $1,000. <laughs> oh, okay. I think very highly of my time. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we could do, yeah. What are, what are you thinking? We're brainstorming here. Run me through what you have again. We could do uh, the quarters. Mm -hmm. We could do psychopaths. Mm -hmm. We could do uh, bottles of mezcal or shots of mezcal because Denny is just, I mean, fucking turning that bottle up. I don't know how he was alive. Shots of mezcal. Uh, It's done. Shots of mezcal? Okay. I'm calling it. 
But you're right. That man was drinking hard the entire film. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, the French have, at least in America, I think, have a reputation for being able to hold their liquor, just, just drinking bottles of wine all day long. But I mean, that motherfucker took down half a bottle of Mezcal, like a 750 milliliter bottle of Mezcal in 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I mean, that kills you. I don't care how, how high your tolerance is. Whoever plays his role in our future rendition uh, must consume that much mezcal. Like actual mezcal. Absolutely. While filming. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. They will sign a very detailed waiver before <laughs> they come on set. Yeah. Uh, I buy, uh, Shots on mezcal. I'm giving it a, a three. Mark, and I don't feel bad about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a two. <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> Although I could give it 12, because that's how many shots of Mezcal I would need before it made sense. <laughs> you know, this is just another one of those that I'm like, man, I just want to go smoke a joint, rewatch this, and see if I can see it through a different set of eyes, right? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I will. Don't tell my wife. I don't know. I don't know who she is. I won't talk to her. I still have this movie for like 19 hours. Okay. Hey. <laughs> There's time. There's time. How would you rate McConaughey's performance? Okay, dude. I'm going to give him a seven shot because, I mean, like you said, he did bring an energy to the set that no one else did. It really did turn the film a bit for the mm-hmm. seven minutes he was on screen until yeah. he was very poorly shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to give it any more than a seven because I know what he's capable of as a human being. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm giving him. How about you? I'm going to do a six. Oh, ooh. Mm. you know, there's, there's a, a, a phrase or a term, I guess a term, called indicating mm-hmm. where you can tell that an actor is acting, Oh, you know? And uh, I think there were, there were three or four times where McConaughey was indicating. Yeah. You, you could tell he, he wasn't totally in it. Uh, not certainly not his best performance. So I, I would give, I'm going to give him six shots of mezcal. Interesting. Man. Now I'm just like diving into my head about how actors do what they do. It's just, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. But no, like, uh, like our guest from the last episode said, you know, she really tries to allow herself to be consumed by the movie and, and get sucked in and let it be her reality. I, I tried to do that as much as I could for this one. I did. Mm, good. I mean, I wanted to give it a chance, right? Yeah. 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 I just don't know that it deserves a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, I've got a, a journal entry Ooh. that kind of corresponds with our conversation right now. Please, do tell. That's the fun about journaling. There are no rules, all right? All right, all right, all right. So I've already said that McConaughey, you know, he took the acting classes. He felt like it messed him up. So he came on to set here with this, you know, independent film that he didn't have to audition for with this idea of what his man was, and he was just going to roll mm-hmm. with that. He gets on set. You know, walks from his trailer to to set. Everybody's on their marks. He says the the actor's about to call action, 
And he goes, oh boy, I better look at the script just real quick. Bullshit. No. He hadn't, look, he hadn't looked at the damn script. So. What? He was going to ad lib the whole thing? Yeah. So he looks at the script and he sees that he's got a whole monologue in Spanish. Yes. Okay. That was dubbed. I swear to God that was done after the fact. Oh, yes. So hard. It yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he. So he, he asked for 12 minutes. He steps away for 12 minutes and looks over the script. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll quote here. He says, I, I've never watched Scorpion Spring. I did learn a good lesson that day, though. We have to prepare to have freedom. We have to do the work to then do the job. We have to prepare for the job so we can be free to do the work. Knowing my man does not mean I know Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, interesting. Just, you know, you don't have to over-prepare. I'm I'm one that over-prepares. But also, you can't walk in just... with with no skills, you know, I guess. Dude, no, that... uh, Like, I had that very same thing happen to me, and it's amazing how similarly these things are. Uh, really? Yeah. So in my student teaching, one day I showed up, I did not lesson plan. I was like, I can wing this. And, and I did. And at the end of it, the teacher looked at me and goes, it's a lot harder when you don't prepare, isn't it? And I was like, Oh God, was it that obvious? (laughs) Like, I didn't think it was that obvious. I mean, I got through the day, but, um, yeah, (laughs) but, but yeah, 100%. If you prepare, Wing it all you want, right? Yeah. At least you know yeah, yeah. you know it at that point. But yeah, just right. just wing it without even bothering to look at the script. What the hell was he thinking? You know, again, he was coming off of six months with no work, feeling like I've got to go back to my my roots, and yeah, but yeah, it, he didn't know Spanish. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have been there when everyone was like. What the fuck do you mean you don't know your lines? <laughs> yeah, they've been filming for probably not very long, but you know, they've been filming. It's fucking hot out there. And yeah, he comes in totally unprepared. I'd I'd be pissed. Yeah. But we all walked away with a great life lesson from this. Um, and I want to thank Matthew McConaughey for living this life lesson for us so that not all of us have to live through it ourselves. Yeah. Be prepared enough to know Spanish. <laughs> well, Johnny, you know, this this was kind of a a dud. But what are we watching next time? Man, I'm excited about our next episode, 1995 film Judgment. Yeah, a short film that I don't know anything about. Do you do you have any background on this? Nope. I am assuming it is not Robocop related. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's 30 minutes long and yeah, a short film. I, I don't think they had the budget to make it RoboCop. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully coming off of his, uh, you know, his acting lessons and then leading to him just not doing great in his mind with Scorpion Spring. Hopefully with this short film, he'll, uh, you know, be back on the rise. Absolutely. Off the heels of this film, I'm sure that he's going to go into this next one thinking, I'm reading my lines first, 
before I show up, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> absolutely I'm gonna know my man. I'm gonna show up having read the script, and I really can't screw it up because it's only 30 minutes long. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then after that we get into uh, Lone Star, where he's a sheriff, and uh, a time to kill where he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a career making uh, role for now. Him. We're getting so, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newton Boys with uh, Richard Linklater is the director on that. I think that's kind of a a gangster type film. Bringing Linklater back, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a few few good ones, a few juicy ones here. I think we'll see. I haven't seen any of the upcoming movies, but uh, I'm I'm excited. Well. Mark, as always, I am excited about this. Uh, I was thinking about it today as I was in a public restroom that this experiment is an opportunity for me to see things that I never would have seen. Absolutely. It is just a dive into a world that that many don't know of. Um, you know, yeah. Scorpion Spring. Who's seen it? I think probably a thousand people. Uh, I mean, I was going to say we probably make up a very hefty percentage of the people. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And over the course of 30 years, I think probably a thousand people have seen it. Well, Johnny, we, you know, we already said our, our third episode dropped today. Uh, this episode is going to be released a couple of months in the future. But as of right now, our, our, our numbers are pretty good for having no advertising. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really excited. So we need to thank our listeners. Uh, please keep sharing. Please subscribe. Uh, we also need to thank Holizna for our theme music, Hey Aqualung. You can follow us on Instagram at MasteringMPod. I've got a couple of good uh, posts prepared for, for the last few episodes. Uh, you're not going to see them if you don't follow us, MasteringMPod. Uh, send your adulations, corrections, and hate mail to MasteringMPod at gmail.com. If you're a real estate agent or want to become a real estate agent, uh, listen to Johnny's other podcast, The Modern Real Estate Agents. Johnny, I just saw that 60,000 real estate agents have left the profession this year. Yeah, we actually brought that up on our last show. Uh, and I think it was like for a second or something like that so far in the year. Something stupid. Something absolutely ridiculous. Wow. I mean, it's 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 something that you can... Be successful then if you know what to do. And in your podcast, you tell people what they need to do, right? Dude, that is exactly what we do. Uh, We are getting to the end of our second season. Uh, We are critically acclaimed. That may be stretching it a little bit, but uh, it is very well received. We have tens of thousands of listeners. Uh, We actually just launched our own coaching program. We threw that out there today. Wow. It uh, has been a long time coming. We're very excited about that. And and yeah, if you guys are in the real estate biz, please check us out. I think you'd really enjoy it. I mean, to get your real estate license, I mean, that's a that takes a lot of time, effort, money. And then to get there and go, shit, I'm one of the 60,000 this year that, is, that has abandoned it. I mean, if you've got the right training, the right coaching, uh, that that's how you're going to succeed. That's how you're going to beat out everybody else. That's it, man. You gotta. You have to link up with people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, you are just getting tossed out to sea. Because like you said, 
it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. Yeah. But we say the barrier of entry is low. And that's why so many people get in and mm. get frustrated and leave. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to turn this into a whole promo, but uh, I mean, it is it is relevant that uh, a yeah, lot of people have, have abandoned the profession and they could have been wildly successful with the right support. That's what I say. Yeah. So our private Facebook page for anyone who is interested, Modern Real Estate Agents Network on Facebook. Check us out. Well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, maybe you can plug this podcast on your podcast, your real podcast. I thought about it. I thought about it. Oof. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah honest to God, I think it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm doing it. It might be a risk. <laughs> you might lose some listeners over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye y'all. Bye, guys. Excuse me, man, your mana. Shut the fuck up. Would you two? God damn. I don't give a rat's ass whose sister she is, who fucked her, how many times, or where they did it. I want to know one thing. Where are my kilos? Comprende? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would slick back really nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>